Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, good morning. Here we are uh, in August, end of August, uh, talking about the covenant. Uh, we're having a great time. Uh, last Yesterday you shared about your beautiful trip to Ireland. Yes. Uh, with your family. And uh, I bet, I bet you, they still think about the beautiful memories that you had and how, how are, you, are you recovering back to normal uh, uh, time zone for you or how's that going? Yeah, so I'm still I'm still waking up in the middle of the night <laughs> a little bit, but doing okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that part has been a little bit of an adjustment, but such a fun, such a fun trip and so worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. And some great, great memories for all of us in it. Yep. And now you got uh, I know you got some children uh, heading off to college and yeah, this is this is a busy time for us. I shared uh, we are actually this weekend we'll be moving Caleb back into his dorm at Gordon mm-hmm. for yeah. his last semester, um, and then you know as you know he's getting married January eighth. So we're also heading into as we his last semester here of school is also going to be filled with wedding planning and all kinds of stuff for what's ahead. So yeah. that's exciting and job hunting for him and all of that. And then just a couple weeks after that, we move Anna into the dorm. Uh, she starts later than I know your grandson, Josh, is already yeah. down at Baylor. Yep. Yeah, he's already at Baylor. He's already but, in his uh, dorm. and That's awesome. Uh, been yeah. blessed. Uh, got a great roommate, and he's blessed. He's already been blessed with Christian fellowship, and um, he's, he's already thriving. You know, just God just give him great favor, awesome. favor to enter into awesome. college, which is always a— you know, it's always a time of uncertainty, like for sure. Of, yes, you know, I wonder how yeah. this is going to go, and God's God's fulfilling it. And uh, and Aiden, our other grandson, uh, who's up here back here in Colorado, um, he's uh, he's a basically a, a star tennis player. And uh, as a junior, um, you know, he's uh, was trying out with varsity again, and uh, he uh, they elected him. The coaches uh, elected him as captain of the team. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and this, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he kind of stumble into tennis even? He did, That yeah. wasn't his, <laughs> that wasn't something he like spent years um, practicing and honing his skills. He just kind of went out there one year because of some unique circumstance, right? Well, he was, and the next he had thing been, you know, uh, he was the star. He was, uh, <laughs> he had been a football player and a really uh, right. star, star football player got hurt. Uh, is cracked uh, cracked ribs and he couldn't play and um, and the uh, uh, his friend was a star tennis player and he was he was ever since age and he six. talked him into coming out for yeah. it right well no it was uh, he was uh, ever since age six this kid has been trained to you know be a uh, ideally you know get into tennis at least at the college level and he was a super super kid you know super mm-hmm. skilled kid and he just said I need a playing partner. Oh. Uh, to be able to hit to, you know, so, hey, would you hit? So Aiden, yeah, sure, why not? You know, and so Aiden never played tennis. Right. Uh, so he starts playing tennis, and he <laughs> he starts beating this kid. 
Um, <laughs> and so the, the coach of Valor High School, it's a big Christian school here in, in Colorado, um, is out, is out uh, you know, because he knows this kid's going to Valor. They were mm-hmm. eighth graders. And he's getting ready to go into, college, into high school. And so he's out visiting his kids that are coming in. Right. Uh, so he's making the rounds and he shows up uh, and Aiden is their recipient of this kid's tennis and Aiden beats him. <laughs> and the coach goes with the Aiden and says, who are you? Um, he said, what do you mean? Who are you? He says, I know every tennis player in Colorado mm-hmm. and I've never seen you before. And and and, uh, and Aiden says I don't play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a football player. He says, well, "Yeah, what do you mean? I'm a football player." And uh, he says, "Oh, he says, man, you're talented." He says, "I tell you what, would you be willing to let me train you here mm. in the next couple of months, and you come out uh, and try out for the tennis team at Valor?" You know, mm-hmm. and a- Aiden was still recovering from you know his, his uh, football, and his, his mom and dad thought you know maybe that's God's will. And we'd already been praying about God, show him, you know, what, what you want him to do. So he said, okay, I'll try. And so he tries out, um, and he uh, has a week-long tryout. And now he's a mm-hmm. freshman. And um, the coach says, the, you know, 11 of you, uh, you know, will be, uh, you know, there. And then if you're not part of the 11, then I'll let you know what's going to happen. So right. um, plays the week. The coach says uh, to Aiden, comes to Aiden and says, you know, you, you weren't a top 11, you're 13th. And Aiden says, well, that's okay. I'll just go back to playing football. Uh, and he said, what do you mean? He says, well, I didn't make the team. So he says, son, you've been practicing and playing with the varsity. Uh, <laughs> and these are all seniors and juniors, and you've already made the team. You're you're a varsity. You're just not in the first string varsity. You're in the second uh, level of varsity, and you'll be playing every week as a varsity player. <laughs> like oh, as a freshman. Okay, all right. You know, so he he did, and he was a freshman on varsity uh, in Colorado high schools, and didn't lose a match the whole the whole year. That's amazing. And now this year he's back, and they elected him captain of it. You know, so. That's great. He's uh, and I love him being back in Colorado too. Um, yeah. God really honored that year, that faithfulness. You know that both he and Josh embraced yep. in going to Texas out of their comfort zone for that year. Yep. And I just love already seeing God's favor as He brought him back to Colorado and just not letting him miss a beat. Um, in the plans that God has for him in the sphere of influence. And you can just see him honoring Aiden's heart in it. And it's, I think it's that's remar- a beautiful It's really thing. remarkable. Uh, and we're getting an experience as, you know, as your kids are getting ready to go to college and you're, you're mm-hmm. blessed to be a blessing with them and keep enjoying their life. And same thing with Joshua and Aiden and uh, the joy that we have and, and blessed to be a blessing. But then last time we talked about uh, Jesus had appeared to the disciples who were very discouraged uh, and said, well, I'm here, and they were glad, and now I'm, send, I'm getting ready to send you out mm-hmm. as the Father sent me. Uh, hear his voice, listen to him, only do his will. I've only come to do mm-hmm. the Father's will, and then fulfill the purpose of what God has because the mission is to receive and give it away, the covenant. Right. Uh, okay, so let's look at how this uh, develops. So go to Acts 1, uh, 5 to 8. This is... Uh, now, uh, after their meeting in the upper room, mm-hmm. and he's discussing with them uh, what's going to happen. Acts 1, 5 to 8. 1, 5 to 8. And so he's just told them to wait for the promise. Yep. Right. 
Um, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for you to know times or seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Um, and this is a very uh, profound statement uh, that's a little bit misunderstood uh, as to the depth of it. Uh, but he first of all said, uh, wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, baptism is really now going to be me. It's, it's not just this, the water. Water is still used as a symbol of it, but it's really baptized with, with me and the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, uh, and they said, great. <laughs> uh, when are we going to rule? <laughs> now, now is it the kingdom? <laughs> you know, and this, is, this to me is funny. Uh, they still, in their mind, they're still thinking earthly messiah. Right. Um, and, well, okay, great. When do we get to rule? Uh, right. And who's going to be first? You know, and he says, and Jesus makes an important statement. He said, it's going to happen, mm -hmm. but only when the Father brings it about. And by the way, you and I are spending Fridays talking mm -hmm. about this. What yes. Jesus just said. He said, it's going to happen, mm -hmm. but it's when the Father says... And um, uh, we've already said it's going to happen when Israel comes back as a nation. So we're in that mode. It could be now. And, yep, it's coming. Um, and when it comes, it's going to be real. So, the, And that's why we, we're doing End Times Friday, not to say that it's, it's even tomorrow or imminent, but it's happening. And, by the way, we know something. It's going to mm -hmm. happen. It's Jesus, gonna happen, Jesus, and we need to be prepared. And we need to be prepared. You know, and we need to understand it, and keep yeah. teaching each generation the truth of that, mm -hmm. which is why we're spending the depth on exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, but Jesus said it's going to happen. But don't worry about that. He says, mm -hmm. "What I really would like you to do is uh, in Jerusalem, where you are now, in uh, Judea, the nation, and Samaria, the rest of the world. Um, I would like you to be my witnesses." Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and go and, and, and be my witness uh, as because as, I'm going to send you to give it away. Okay, now this is really clever and deep. Um, a lot of people have taken it, well, then I better get going and tell everybody about Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to talk, 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 tell them about Jesus, what Jesus is, should be, what you need to do. You got to be saved. I uh, got a ticket to heaven, you know, um, I got to tell everybody. And he didn't say that. He said, I want you to be my witnesses. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, he actually used a legal term here. Um, so think about a court case. Mm -hmm. um, when, when do you become a witness? When you have actually experienced something firsthand. Okay, but even, even that, uh, when are you able to be a witness? when the prosecutor or the defense attorney calls you up. Calls you to the stand, right? So you don't just, everybody doesn't just stand up in court and mm -hmm. say, I know something about this. He says, well, when I call you up, mm -hmm. now I'm gonna ask you to be my witness. When? As I so direct, and that's why Jesus said, 
I'm sending you like the Father sent me. I didn't just decide to do things or just keep doing things all the time. Like, for example, uh, the feeding of the 5,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic moment. People were overwhelmed by the, by the miraculous provision that everybody knew it was Jesus who did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the disciples say, hey, I tell you what, let's get the TV cameras, let's stay here, and let's do this every day. Because mm-hmm. if we do, we'll have thousands of people that will come to us, and we can tell them all about you. Isn't that a good idea? Uh, and what did Jesus say? Eh, no. Uh, why? Well, that's not what the Father has told me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about that witnessing is, is what I decide. It's what the Father decides how to do that and when to do that and I only did what the Father said, when I call you up on the stand, I want you to witness. Until then, Hmm. relax. Enjoy life, be part of the covenant, receive the covenant, but there'll be a moment where I'm gonna ask you to be my witness. Uh, Okay, and then you said properly, okay, now I'm called up. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you share? What you know by experience. Okay, Um, if you say, well, I heard that, Mm-hmm. What does the prosecutor say? Hearsay. Hearsay. Inadmissible. <laughs> Inadmissible because you're talking about somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's not what I called you up to do is, well, what do you know? What can you share mm-hmm. that you have validity and you can verify that you've actually experienced this? Um, and that's what Jesus is saying is when I call you up, by definition, I'm going to call you up to do what? Share what you've experienced. What you've experienced, exactly. All right, now he says this is covenant, and I want you to, I don't want you to share, <laughs> which is interesting enough, the church pretty much has a badge of honor, even in small groups. It's actually sharing how, how awful things are. <laughs> um, and just share how terrible things are and, and oppressed you are and trouble you have. And people then can pray over you and make you uh, the center of attention. And isn't that a good idea? And Jesus says, if I want you to share, I want you to share what you know to experience of what? Not the crummy life you have. Uh, now, by the way, it's going to include this, the description of that. But it's going to be mm-hmm. what I'm up, what I'm doing to right. give you the covenant life. And when you share that, then people will be excited to say, is that possible for me? Because mm-hmm. you're bearing witness to what I'm do- what I'm doing, not your own stuff, right? Because whose witness are you? His witness to verify what what he's up to, what he's mm. doing. And so the covenant is always born out of this idea of uh, be my witness. I'll call you up and then share. Okay, now let's look at how it worked out. Go to Acts two, forty to forty seven. Now this is right after Pentecost, so they did wait. Uh, Mm -hmm. They received the Holy Spirit. Uh, Peter got up and spoke. And he said, here's the truth. And 3,000 people received Christ that day. Crazy. Uh, All right, now they got 3,000 people. But by the way, they don't, uh, the temple was still Jewish temple. So it was was still uh, operated by the Jews. It wasn't itself a church. So it wasn't like, hey, we got a mega church already. Let's go to the temple. 
uh, it's, it's what do we do now? Mm -hmm. They said, well, I'd like you to start meeting in homes and meet in, meet in small groups. Uh, and the 3,000, by the way, a lot of them uh, were traveled in because of the feast. They actually went back home, which would have been in different cities. Right. The Jews that were there uh, formed up in small groups. And then Jesus said, now here's how, it, how witnessing looks. Go to uh, Acts 2, 40 to 47. And with many other words, be, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Yeah. So um, uh, it said they continued in uh, teaching. Now what the disciples are basically thinking about what they were doing was uh, speaking their experiences of what we read in the Gospels. Mm -hmm. it hadn't been written yet, but it's, but it, remember the Holy, and he said the Holy Spirit okay, will bring to... But it's what Jesus had taught them. What, what, he, what, what you've learned, and he said uh, the Holy Spirit, now that it's resident in you, will bring to remembrance Mm -hmm. and be directed to speak the things that I'll keep remembering. By the way, they did that over and over and over and over again so that literally 20, 30 years later is when the Gospels were actually written. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, I hope I can remember what happened. They'd been speaking it for 30 years, mm -hmm. teaching the truth of the life of Jesus. And it's about abiding. It's about the, whole, the work of the Holy Spirit. It's seeking his will. It's letting him do his thing. It's supernatural things. Um, and they taught, and they said they broke bread, so they, they, they had communion. They kept remembering on what basis they could be saved, and that's on the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection. Uh, they taught the truth. And as they were teaching the truth, and remember, it's always in small groups. So it wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't just preaching. It was sharing, and we'll talk about that and in a second. And doing life together. And doing right? life together. Uh, and then he says that by the apostles and then implying the other people that, that started to join it, God was doing signs and wonders, mm -hmm. miraculous, supernatural stuff. And it says uh, in verse 47 there, they were of one accord. Mm -hmm. And that means that they learned to, to abide and go to unity together in the Holy Spirit right. and what they were doing was bringing their everyday stuff. Mm -hmm. What about this? I got an issue here. I got an issue at my, at my work or I got an issue with my family or Hey, the Roman guy is coming against me or this Jews are, are trying to harm us. Um, what do you have to say about that? And they would mm -hmm. listen together to discern God's will will for them. And then here, as in God said, as I, as I was sent, I'm sending you, receive and give it away. Receive and give it away. How? Stay in the word, abide, 
uh, pray together, be together, uh, come to God's will together. Uh, and God says, what allowed these supernatural stuff? As a result of that miraculous stuff and the sharing of that, giving it away, at the very end, read that last sentence you, you uh, said there in verse 47. What did God do? It says, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Okay. Now, first of all, um, why would anybody want to go? Because they were drawn to what they saw. They were drawn to the covenant life. Mm -hmm. If it was awful, and they were saying, well, you need Jesus, you need Jesus, you need Jesus, but your life is awful. Their reaction People would, wouldn't have wanted to embrace yeah. that. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And mm -hmm. um, it's got to be real. And when he added daily, it's because people said, hey, I heard. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, and this is really cool, it's not that I heard that you're so great. It's I heard God is doing these great works. Right. Where? Through you. Mm -hmm. And you have a heart to share with that with me. Uh, I'd like to come and learn that. Uh, is that possible? Yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, they would hear, listen, receive. They would enter into, and it says being saved, it wasn't they got a ticket to heaven. It was they entered into salvation, into mm -hmm. the life of the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And they started to experience it. And by mm -hmm. definition, what did they do? They ended up giving it away as well. Giving it away, which was, which was how it worked. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, uh, here I am. Somebody uh, from a different neighborhood comes. I don't know any of their friends. I don't know any mm -hmm. of their neighbors. So it wasn't me going out there. It was they experiencing it. And they're out there normally. Mm -hmm. And what did God say? Give it away. That's how it works. And the church was built on the very essence of the covenant. Uh, is First of all, I'm going to demonstrate that it's real. I'm going to mm -hmm. bless you. And by definition, it's a flow through. You give it away. And as you give it away, people will come every single day and have a heart to do it. And, and so what I believe, by the way, is and I, and I make the statement uh, which is why God wants us to live the covenant and, and only spend the time where people have a heart to do it is they're lining up around the block mm -hmm. who would love to experience what we experience. Right. Um, and that's why you and I keep saying, if we could, we'd like to have everybody understand it's not, it's not complicated. It's just learning to abide, hear God's voice, mm -hmm. live the life, go to unity, uh, in the spirit with his will, and you will—you absolutely are going to receive the covenant. Um, mm -hmm. And then, by the way, you absolutely are going to give it away as part of the beauty. You won't be able of, to help yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and in a way, see, that's a indicator that I'm experiencing the covenant mm -hmm. uh, because if I'm able to speak it and give it away and be truly a witness. If, if it's not really happening to me, mm -hmm. it becomes pretty hollow. Right. Uh, interesting enough, uh, and this happens a lot even with ministry, is, yeah, I'm called to ministry. I'm called to do this work. But as they're doing it, one thing crops up. Uh, something's not right with, because with, I don't seem to experience what I'm teaching. 
mm-hmm. and actually it, it promotes discouragement. Right. And almost like I don't want to do it. And interesting enough, and I see this happen, when it does happen for somebody else, there's a there's an element of jealousy and kind of anger of, mm-hmm. wait a minute, how come they got it and I didn't? Right. Because uh, I've been doing all this work for you, God. God said, it's not your work for me, it's my work through you. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're the visible representative of the invisible God, and you have to be experiencing the covenant in order to be my witness in order right. to share the truth of it. And that's an indicator is are you are. And so if you're in that position where I really would like to, and I'm trying to, and I'm trying to, I want to persuade people about Jesus, but you're not experiencing it, I would say you got it all backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you come and, and abide and recognize, no, it is possible that I can receive it and he's gonna call me to be a witness. And the way he's gonna call me to be a witness is to be in fellowship, by the way. It's not, they, none, none of them did it in isolation. Right. It was in community, help each other, receive God's will, get excited for God's will, and, and experience what we said a few days ago, and that is when Jesus was there, they were extremely glad. <laughs> mm. There was an enthusiasm about it. You know, kind of right. like kind of what you shared about your trip to Ireland. Uh, in your life with your with your kids as they're going to school, there's just an excitement about it. Right. There there's Absolutely. an enthusiasm about it because you know it's not well. This ought to be difficult. It's rather this is going to be spectacular, um, and I get to experience it, and mm-hmm. I get to then share that. So uh, it couldn't be any clearer that God says that's the way I'd like the church to function, and in operating community, small community, mm-hmm. and and let it explode from there, which obviously it did. And that joy is contagious. That joy is contagious, um, and it continues. So as you consider uh, the aspect of giving it away uh, is keep remembering, the first question is, well, are you experiencing it? Mm -hmm. And if not, okay, why don't you learn uh, to go back and understand how do I stay in that place where I could receive it, knowing that as I do receive it, which, by the way, it will will happen to you, and that's what we can guarantee to you. Uh, It's not kind of once in a while perhaps if you come and abide with him and walk with him and follow his will he will give you the covenant you're mm. going to be blessed but by the way he's going to ask you to give it away as a flow through right and that's an indicator of it so and that's a privilege it's a it's, privilege it's something it's so much fun yeah. right yeah. <laughs> so if you have more questions about that we're going to continue this uh, discussion and uh Particularly, we'll talk a little bit more about one accord and then uh, what it means to give it away as we move, move forward with this. But uh, if you have questions, send to the questions at afjministry.com. Uh, go on the website or contact us through the YouTube channel. And we'd love to answer any questions you might have and wondering about this. Is this really true and how about? And uh, we'd love to answer any questions you got. So, Kathy, we will Absolutely. pick it up again and keep going tomorrow. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I hope you have a blessed day and just look for opportunities to tune in to God and listen to him and to be a blessing to others, to to give away what he's giving to you as well. Absolutely. Yep. And Father, we just praise you for all that you're speaking to us and may all the audience who receives it, that they'd understand the beauty of receiving and giving it away and have a heart to do that and to experience the covenant to the full. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Have a great afternoon. All right. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See. 
your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.